calling all campers, Leslie Samuel here, your camp director, back again to get you pumped up for something awesome. It's that time again, it's time for Creator Camp 2024. We took everything you loved from last year and stepped it up a notch. Yet we're back and better and man oh man, we're excited to have you join us. Now you may be asking, what's in store for this year's Creator Camp? Well, let me paint a picture for you. Imagine an epic kickoff party where new friendships spark and old ones rekindle. Imagine rubbing shoulders with not just the awesome workshop leaders, but also the amazing Ecamm team. Imagine having interactive, hands-on sessions where industry leaders share insights in fields that you're passionate about. Well, you just imagine Creator Camp 2024. Reconnect with the Ecamm fam, and of course, meals and beverages are all a part of your journey with us. Expect exciting activities and local excursions. What is it gonna be this time? Wine tasting, scavenger hunt, an evening of stargazing? <laughs> I'm not telling, at least not yet. This year's Creator Camp isn't just an event, it's an adventure. The Ecamm fam is taking over Amesbury, Massachusetts again, and trust me, you wanna be right there in the middle of the magic. So pack up your essentials, your laptop, your camera, and of course your energy, and gear up for an unforgettable escapade at Creator Camp 2024. We can't wait to see all your smiling faces back together again. We'll see you at Creator Camp. Let's do this. And welcome to another edition of The Flow. I am your co-host, Doc Rock, along with my co-host. It's Katie. <laughs> that one just came out sideways, but you know what? We're going to leave it in the effort. In no, the it's effort. a good one. It was a good one. I, I can't even say it straight. I was going to say in the effort. It's not the effort. In the um, vein. Nope, not the vein. There's a word. In the spirit, in the spirit of authenticity, I think it's important to leave them sometimes. Every show should not sound like you won a Pulitzer Prize. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so what are we talking about today, Kate? Well, I'm really excited for this one because I know everyone knows your opinions and thoughts and expertise on this. But on the way back from PodFest, I've been thinking a lot about the two sides of podcasting, right? So we have video, which we're on on the video train, and we're on the video side. and But we have the audio and audio only side. And I was talking to one of our really good friends, Eric, shout out to Eric at Beyond the To-Do List. And he was just, he gave me a lot of like really interesting perspectives from the audio side. And I thought it might be interesting to do an episode where we really kind of talk through audio, I, I use the word versus, but that's not the correct word. I, I want to talk through like, what are some of the challenges and thoughts and feelings that audio people have as they think about whether or not they want to stay audio only? And what are some of the challenging, the challenges and perspectives and thoughts that video people have as they think about, you know, why video and how to make sure that they're still protecting the audio side of it. So two different listener groups, it's really clear to point out, but I thought we would talk through 
audio versus, but let's let's versus in quotations <laughs> for our audio people versus video. Really, we're talking through like more of the how do you approach either side? How do you partner the two? How do you think about both audiences in a way that really works? Okay, so the first thing I think we should cover just briefly is I think people are a little... You know me, I have a problem with the English language. And, the, you know, I never knew I had a problem with the English language until I learned to speak four more languages. Once you once you become polyglotness, you realize that English is probably the dumbest of all the languages on the planet. And partially because it's an amalgamation of a bunch of other languages. And so it lacks certain rules and forms and things of that nature. Now, all you America's the champion people don't come for me because we didn't make up English either. So let it go. Don't try to be like, oh, you're unpatriotic. I got the I got the war injuries to prove it. <laughs> OK, so I want to hear that story anyway. Um, let's start with this whole concept of podcasting. First of all, a lot of people are on the notion that podcasts are become podcasts because of the iPod. Not true. Podcasts, in theory, were already starting to gain momentum before the iPod was released, right? Uh, the iPod was released in October 23rd. 2001. Why do I know that? Because I worked at Apple. <laughs> but the original like thing that was sent out on the feed that got a lot of notoriety was the uh, was uh, portions of an inauguration speech by George Bush. Um, at that time, one of the people who were working on this open source project for RSS feeds was told by Adam Curry that you should add MP3s into the RSS implementation. And so the first sort of beta implementation of that was in January 20th, 2001, AKA inauguration day. And he played clips of uh, grateful dead, <laughs> uh, Dave Weiner, Dave Weiner. Uh, he basically put in <laughs> grateful dead clips into an RSS feed, uh, which was already sort of working in order to let you know, you know, when a text was updated, you know, so he added the official thing to make it an MP3. Later, he went back in in 2004 and made it like podcast, if you will. So when Apple came up with the iPod, there was a guy named, oh God, what is his name? Ben Hammersley, who made a statement to the nature of, and I was doing a show with my brother back then. We were using something called Ice, Ice Cast and Shout Cast, right? We were doing, uh, we were playing K-pop songs to the United States because they were, nobody was doing it yet. And so we had a little server in the back of our store. Uh, I was going to say, told, tell my dad, but he can't get us in trouble now. <laughs> but we said, dad, we need this really fast internet connection for school. And then June and I set up a <laughs> server in the back and we were bombing like K-pop tunes on something called Icecast and Shoutcast back in the day. And then, so Ben Hammersley came out with this conversation that online radio Thanks to MP3 players, you know, the iPod, uh, cheap audio software and weblogs at that time. Remember blogger.com mm -hmm. can do audio blogs. And then he was like, but like the audio blog or the audio web blog, these words don't sound right. Uh, well, I don't know. Should we call it 
uh, Gorilla. What do you call? Do we call it Gorilla Radio? Should we call it podcast? Making fun of the iPod, you know, whatever. And 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 that was because that became the most popular podcast player. I mean, the most popular portable MP3 player. And so that's where mm-hmm. it came. The term podcast got stuck to because Ben came out with the coolest name. This often happens in tech. So sometimes when you say wire something name in tech, something name like uh, a, a C14 is a clothespin that we use to hang up stuff in, in rigging and video. It's just a stupid name. <laughs> Somebody picked it and we all grabbed onto it. So yeah. I think that a good place to start is the understanding of the term. A unicast is something sent from me to you. It's one yeah. person, right? Narrow casting means sort of talking to a very specific, smaller audience with tailored content. Broadcast, I don't know if most people know this, is a farming term. It has to do with spreading seeds. Um, but <laughs> broadcast sends the data from one sender to as many possible receivers in a network. And then after that multicast, we know what that is now because of what yeah. we do in, in Ecamm. And then there's such an any cast we'll skip. So <laughs> why are you laughing? No, I'm, la- I'm laughing because it, well, I'm, I'm looking at some of the live comments, which I shouldn't be doing, but, <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm also just laughing because it, because of the, the detailed nature with which you are explaining this. <laughs> go, just go, well, go because I think, I, I think it's important. Yeah. And it's one of those things where this is why people are so twisted because they think there is a difference between an audio cast and a yeah. video cast. There is not the, the audio and the video is just how the delivery is happening. The yeah. casting is the delivery mechanism. Am yeah. I sending you an email, which is a unicast? Yeah. Am I sending you a group email to 10 people, which is a narrow cast? Yeah. Or am I even in ConvertKit? When you send an email to 200 people, it's a broadcast. Yep. So podcast is just a term stuck on some form of narrow casting or broadcasting. It sort of can be either. Yep. So there is no veritable difference between the audio version and the video version and even sending an email, which for all intents and purposes is a podcast because people subscribe to that list. And when you update that list, they get an email. All of the above are the same. And so I think the first thing is to stop conflating them based on your level of discomfort for the work you have to do to produce it. That's what the real answer is. I think, well, I think that there's a couple of things there. I think that, I think you're absolutely correct in that people are approaching it from a different from from different than what you just said, absolutely. And from the level of work, fear over how much work a video is going to take versus audio, absolutely, which I want to talk through. But what I will say that, which I think is interesting, and in conversation with Eric and a few other podcasters recently at PodFest, I think sometimes, and I, I am constantly trying to think of this or keep this top of mind as I work on this show and other shows that I'm involved in, I think it is still two different audiences. I think it's still a very different feeling and they transfer back and forth. I'm someone who goes back and forth between these, but I think it's a different feeling and overall experience when you put headphones into your ears and you go for a jog or a walk or you're in the car or, you know, you're in a space where you're, you're listening to audio versus 
watching, you know, a show like this, whether it's on a phone, tablet or a TV or, or your computer or whatever else. And I do think that it's and I think that in many ways is what causes kind of the the two sides of the coin, because you have people who are creating audio only and to, they're, to wrap their heads around Oh, I, you know, I can't, I'll have to look more professional. I won't be able to wear my pajamas. It won't feel, it won't feel like as kind of casual and intimate as audio only. You have that side of the coin. And then on the video side of the coin, you have people potentially like us, although I think we're trying to be more, you know, aware of this, who live in a video space and are used to always like welcoming people kind of into our spaces. And we we're comfortable with the level of, of quality and professionalism and what have you in the space. But sometimes we demo things or we forget about the audio audience that is listening and some of the magic that is important to keep on the audio side. So I I do think it, even though they are the same and they like and the 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 end result is the same, I do think that the experience for those audiences is different. And they they can change sides, certainly. Like I'm someone who will watch and will listen. I say yes and no because you you listen to audiobooks every once in a while. I have seen full seen <laughs> listen to fully immersive audiobooks where they basically portray it as if you're looking at the picture and you fully into the story. Yeah. And yeah, I've true. also seen the movie version of books and was like that was hot trash. The hot book trash, was so yeah. much better. Yeah. So again, the conflation comes to self. I want all of our people, I don't care about the rest of the people, I'm concerned about the flow riders. <laughs> yeah. If your yourself is in the recording, like how it makes you feel or how it makes you look, you already failed. Because you're yeah. doing this for the purpose of the audience. Yeah. Right. So the reason why people don't want to do video is because it's more work for them, which is BS, uh, because it's harder. Also BS because, oh, they're concerned about how they look. Your vanity is not my problem. Your information that you need to share to the people that need to hear it are the most important things. But your vanity is going to screw you up. Uh, you're worried about looking you know, the way you did at some point in time, you're worried about somebody calling you a weird name or whatever. Like that's still based off of vanity at the end of the day. I've been called every weird name in the book. I don't care. Like it just really doesn't affect me. So I totally understand the sentiment. I'm saying that if the sentiments are misgotten and ill place. And like, yeah. like you said, this is going to be tough because I am very much of the get over <laughs> it. And if you have something to share, share it. If you yeah. don't have something to share, then don't become a member of the community, become an editor, become a supporting cast member. Not everybody can be Martin Scorsese. Not everybody can be Denzel Washington. Right. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of people who are really good at lighting. There are a whole bunch of people who are really good at PR because they can't act. And so there's many ways to get involved without being an actual producer, if you will. Yeah. So. I, I do understand that the concept of, you know, the audience and what they're going to do. I don't know about you, but I have many occasions started a YouTube video and stuck it in my pocket because it is a yeah. listenable thing. I'm listening to the news like that, you know, oftentimes in my head. Sometimes I'm even listening to a tutorial about Notion because I know where the buttons are. I just don't know how to do this thing. So I can put it in listen mode and, and be walking or in this case, hobbling to the store. And I still hear everything. Like I, I've listened to full tutorials while I'm driving in a car. 
I'm listening oftentimes to Anand Fulgens, you know, like I don't have to see them, but I, I know exactly what they look like. I, I can see Anna's laughter in my head, even <laughs> when it's in audio mode, right? Yeah, so yeah. again, I think the hardest part right now is trying to convince the audio people that video is the way to go. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the things that they're holding on to that they is just because that's how it started. Like if yeah. it had it started at video and then was switching to audio, people would be losing their um never mind. You yeah. know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I guess I just really thought it was interesting. I like I and I'm sure that some people f feel this way themselves. So I think it's interesting for us as like, obviously, we are on a mission to get ever, as many people as possible, not only to switch to video, but also just uh, to switch to the live to tape format to make it significantly easier and more engaging for their audience. I 100% stand by that decision. But I just thought it would be interesting for us to talk this through. And I, I'm glad that you are allowing me to do this because I do think that there are things and voices and feelings that get caught in the back of your head that are difficult to overcome. And I actually think that they're on the video side as much as they're on the audio side of the coin. Like I think I sometimes sure. we get stuck with, like I've had this feeling myself, for example. So I, so I do the VHS club podcast, as many of you are aware, and we've gotten in this really great space. So shout out and thank you to many of you who watch both shows and who show up for, for me and for Natalie on Thursday nights. But, but I've had this like voice in the back of my head for the last couple of weeks where I'm like, Oh no, like, am I, am I spending too much time engaging with the people who are showing up live who I love? And like, that's the most fun part for me. At the, you know, and is, am I making that experience obnoxious for people who are listening who like either can't be there live or just don't want to, like they just want to listen to the show later. And I love that, that they're like, that they are there growing those numbers for me on the different podcast players. I love that they've like taken the time to follow and are listening to my show. It's incredibly humbling, but I, I guess I, I, I'm trying to keep that voice alive and really think about it. Like, how can I balance out when they are different audiences. Like I know when I put, you know, headphones in and I'm out like doing something, I, I do have a bit of a different expectation than when I'm listening, than I'm, when I'm like listening or watching a show that's more video focused. And so I, I'm, I guess I'm trying to think about it from that perspective too, at the same time that I know I like, that, I like that podcast audio people have challenges. I know that video people do too. And it is a balancing act, especially if you're trying to repurpose your content. So like, you know, when do you say cool, even this show, we started this show by being like, okay, like, you know, we're only going to take like questions at the beginning and then at the end. But as it's grown, we've found good ways to incorporate yeah, the, the questions, questions in. And yeah. 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 If the if the question is important, it's part of the conversation. See, uh, listen, <laughs> y'all gonna be mad at me because I don't have any <laughs> answers. What I no, have is right. pins. There's no answers for this pins. episode. Yeah, I have pins for all of these balloons. Every balloon, <laughs> I'm over it. Right. I don't. I haven't got time for the paint. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'll explain much later why so grumpy today. Um, okay, listen. <laughs> When I was a children, a wee children, my tooth, this is so, this is extreme. This explains everything about me. My two favorite <laughs> shows when I was a wee children was actually three was Johnny Carson, Phil Donahue and Oprah Winfrey. This explains a lot about you. I, I like it. I like the vibe. Okay. Yeah. And Phil is in the middle of a heated discussion 
like super important. And Phil goes, you know what? Hold on. Uh, you over here. Um, what's your name? Kathy. Kathy, where are you from? Uh, originally from Brooklyn, but now I live in New York and uh, North Carolina. So what do you think about the education systems problems today? And do you feel that there is any qualities with inner city schools versus external schools on the freaking TV? <laughs> you guys are making up stuff that doesn't, yeah. it's not real. And I'm, I'm not I'm not coming at you, Katie. I'm just saying people are making up stuff that's not real. And here's why they're making it up. Because they started their show because they saw that person whose name I won't mention on my show initials J.R. And he is the rear side of a donkey and a small orifice. <laughs> um, if I do this thing. I can make millions of dollars like him. If I do yeah. this thing, 511,000 people are going to show up. Because 511,000 people aren't showing up, it must be a problem with the format. It must be the recording format. It must be the video format. It must be my camera. It must be my lights. It's your content, homie. It's your content. Or you just haven't given it the time yeah, to it come takes time. through. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and, and to Roy's point, Captain Kangaroo gave us shout outs at the end of the show. Miss Nancy, after the fire engines, she would pull up the magic mirror and she'd be like, I see Paul and I, I see, see Doc, Kathy and I see, and I see Roy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yo, man, stop making up stuff. Come on, That's folks. True. Come Fair on. Enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, this episode is over then. This was all just a shit. No, I'm, I do think, I think it's great for people to, hear these kinds of conversations because I and I I was on a podcast interview this morning I I see him hanging out here in the chat with us a shout out shout out to that show I think it was uh fun and fantastic but I was talking about you know about being like really authentic with your audience and how live streaming and video really like provides that opportunity so it I just I want to I love that you're willing again that you're willing to do this doc and I love that the audience is willing to go on these journeys with us because I think that these conversations are really important to have I feel like we sit in these spaces where we think this or feel this or believe in this because of noise and it's good to process it out I mean I, I like what I just said before doc answered me is absolutely how I was feeling and maybe continue to be how I'm feeling. I, I like, I care deeply about my audiences. And so for me, I absolutely want to make sure that it's the best possible experience. I'm also a consumer. So for me, like there are things about other people's podcasts that annoy me or that I don't love or whatever. So I try to take that into account as I'm creating my own. Right? I have, but, I definitely have notes about, I, I, you know me, I love true crime obsessed, right? I think yeah. it's very, very wonderful. Sometimes I get irritated when I think they're dumbing themselves down for the sake of the audience. Please don't do <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. If your audience ain't caught up, then slow down and catch them up, but don't dumb it down to their level to the point where you're acting dumb about something I know you know about. So they often play like they don't know certain things. And I'm like, there's no way you grew up in New York and you don't know this. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, I get irritated with that. Sometimes I also, they'll have opinions where they just missed something completely and yeah. That can happen. I mean, because you're so irritated. I mean, they're talking about crime, right? They're talking about a murder. So oftentimes they'll miss something because they're really, really worked up about something that personally happened to them. And people do that. So I fully get that. But I'm like, as a show person, you're supposed to let that go. But I think at that point, we're somewhat mixing journalism 
with yeah. podcasting and they're not yeah. the same. So you're allowed they're to have those. Yeah. But my brain, my brain is such a good show. My brain sees it almost as if they're supposed to have some journalistic integrity and you can't just hate the guy because he's a guy. You know, you got to hate the guy because he did something wrong. And, you know, it's it's interesting how you're right. Sometimes that plays in. Now, for your show in particular, I don't think you spend too much time going on a side tangent with Paul about his, you know, uh, parties in the 60s or whatever. You'll make a That's because Paul brings with, the facts. Paul is my yeah, backup so fact checker. <laughs> And you say the fact checker, right? If you listen to yeah. one of the most well-produced shows, which is uh, No Stupid Questions, oftentimes uh, Angela or Steve will bring in the producer, and the producer will say what they had, what they got wrong, or whatever, and they'll cover it, and they'll just move on. It's not a full distraction. You're not breaking from talking about That's the true. movie. You're bringing in other people's opinions about the movie, which is part of the discussion. We're having a discussion, and if you somehow, as a listener feel left out bring your ass to the recording <laughs> so simple <laughs> like it's that simple Ooh. right i i yeah, yeah it's really this is a good conversation for the simple reason that everyone keeps saying well audio still has a place and you know one of the most important voices in podcasts is rob wash from libsyn and Rob is audio all day long. Rob don't want to see video happen. And same thing with my own buddy at Captivate, Mark. Mark yeah. ain't ready to see video happen either. But I'll, as my friends, I just look at them and say they're wrong. And they've been telling me I've been wrong. And they've been winning forever. But I'm eventually going to catch them. I mean, at the end of the day, audio is still much, much bigger. And it's because... You know, here, how would you put this? The only person here old enough to understand this is Paul. What we're going through is the same thing that happened when we first got our first Curtis Mathis. Now, I was not born yet, but I've heard the stories. And my grandpa, who bought the first TV, like they all grew up listening to radio. Yeah. And my grandpa was a huge Orioles fan. So, like, he wanted to sit in front of the radio and listen to the game. You know, and then when the TV came out and, you know, he had a good bonus, he went and got a Curtis Mathis. This thing was massive. Had the record player, the eight track, the TV, all one piece sat on the floor and he could watch live games. And then the NFL started broadcasting somewhere around the time that I was born. And the rest is sort of history. But at first, everybody thought TVs were stupid. Like yeah. everybody was like, oh, we just listened to that on the radio. We just listened to uh, George and George Burns and what was it Gracie? We listened to George and Gracie on yeah. the radio. So it's a similar process. We're just in that early funk phase. But I think the one thing somebody mentioned in the chat way up here, once you get over the high hurdle, mm -hmm. then you realize it's not as high as you thought. Yeah. And I yeah. think the hurdle is mostly mental because everyone has a camera now. Everyone. Even if yep. you have an iPhone 8, say you're that bad and you're still on <laughs> iPhone 8, you still have a camera. So you can start with that. You don't have to have anything new, period. Yeah. Even though I just it's bought a new camera today. I'm glad that I'm glad that you said that. And I think it's probably a great place for us to start wrapping up. Um, but I but I will say I, I think it's it's interesting because I feel like I feel like live streaming is going through a, a similar 
a similar experience, right? I keep, I keep saying every time that I've been doing like um, interviews on other people's shows that that live streaming and podcasting are kind of, at least as I see it, are just all becoming like shows. And it doesn't matter how you're creating your show. It's all, this is all just a show where I think like everything that you just said is a good reminder that probably it's just that audio and video are going to just slam together. And it and it's not, it's not going to matter. I think like as much on the, on the viewer listener and consumers side of it, because you're going to have people who like Kathy just said, they're like, you know, start on video, put, you know, and then need to run to do something else and switch over to audio or switch or start on audio and switch over to, there's always going to be, I think a need for, quote unquote, audio only as people are like in cars or on the go or like are not able to actually look at a video. Absolutely. But I think the the movement and the switching between the two, the lines are going to get much, much more blurred as we move forward, um, which again, then just necessitates the need for writing video in the same way that I think live streaming and podcasting and recorded videos are all just kind of becoming like shows <laughs> and you could switch back and forth on how you do your show or what the you know normal format is for your show but i think the i think understanding what what the implication is for you as a a creator as a show host or co-host what that's going to mean for the format that you choose or the format that you're at it if everything is blurring together you know where where do you where do you stand and how does that affect your show and the and the people who consume it so here's a here's a question. Before you even knew what a podcast was, have you ever turned on the TV to a show and then just immediately start doing everything else, but you were still absorbed in the show? You just weren't looking at the physical TV. Oh yeah. My mother is the queen of this. If there's not Everybody. like a TV show on in the background, like she's yes. not home. Even Correct. maybe she's not home and she's put on for the dog because the dog needs background noise. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent correct. Like I know that, you know, like Baba will have Food Network on all day long, never really looking at yeah. the TV. She's in the kitchen actually fooding. Yeah. The TV is in the living room, but yeah. it's audible. And she's still absorbing yeah. tons and tons of material, right? It, it helps her with her English mm -hmm. and, you know, even some tips that she hears about cooking. You know, she doesn't have to see them because she's been cooking long enough to know what all the words are. But when yeah. they say that, you know, one of the best ways to get a good Maillard reaction on the steak is to put it down and just let it go and don't touch it for four minutes before you think about flipping it or doing anything like that. Yeah. She knows what that is. She doesn't have to see that happening. So I really think, again, people are kind of mixing things up. And somebody mentioned this the other day, Mary Lou, Mary Lou came on my show and I was teaching her about fourth wall because she's just, she's ripe for fourth wall for what she's doing right now. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know what? I knew what you were saying. The words were all crooked and twisted or whatever, but we're talking about exactly <laughs> this. So I know exactly what you're saying. So you don't have to correct that. And it was a, it was a comment that came from somebody in the audience who typed out their question wrong, but Mary Lou fully understood what they meant. And she went to town. This is how communication works. We went from gr pictures yeah. to grunting to words, to different <laughs> words, to hateful words now. But in theory, we kind of all can communicate. Even dudes can communicate with each other without saying this, give them. You know, the, like that, you know exactly what that is, right? So you're really just sharing a form of communication, folks. And something that I stated to uh, um, 
oh my God, Milligan Brendan last week is a live stream for all intents and purposes, not intensive purposes. <laughs> for all for intensive purposes, purposes. <laughs> yeah. Is is a podcast. Like yeah. I could just yeah. playlist the lines are blurred. My, it's a show. Yeah. Thank you. I could playlist yeah. my couple thousand streams from the last four years of Ecamm and just throw it in the playlist and say, here's a video podcast. Because literally what I did is gone live every Tuesday, Saturday for almost four years now. So I could just stack them joints and be like, okay, I got a podcast with I am near a thousand episodes. So yes. come on. Like at the end of the day, if you are doing a live stream, you probably should put it in. It, regardless of what you think about the edits and the, the the hiccups or whatever, you should probably put it in a list and set it as a podcast for the simple reason that the SEO on that is glorious for you to become an authority of whatever it is that you're authoritating about. So you and that, like it or not, are becoming authorities on a particular genre of movies. I mean, your voice, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Paul has become a particular authority on words that shan't be said in the live stream. Hey, and, I was going to say moderation. He's a his authority on facts so, and moderating. <laughs> uh, uh, like Paul is a phenom at moderating. And then so this level of authority is like at some video conference, they should have Paul explaining moderating because they talk about everything under the sun and no one ever talks about moderating. And yet all these people can get their entire channels canceled if yeah. you don't have a good moderator. So yeah. again, as Diana says, and I'm going to keep stealing her words. She's not here to protect herself. She's in San Diego. <laughs> um, <laughs> folks are majoring in the minor. You're yeah. thinking about the stuff that doesn't matter while the flood is coming in your house. You're picking paint chips. Ken. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell Ken I said that. Uh, Kids are like, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah, well, so. I appreciate this conversation. I want to um I wanna just shout out one last comment um from Paul and a couple others who are saying like it is worthwhile, though, to continue, you know, we say all the time on this show and almost every other show to just get a little bit better, right? Get get 1% better every single episode. So some of these things like like I was saying at the beginning, like having, you know, having a lot of like visual, if you have a lot of visual elements in your in your video podcast, try to remember to, you know, to explain them because you might have people that are switching back over who are audio only listeners, or you might want to repurpose it later on to be able to get it out to some of those audio platforms. So think about it. But I, I, I think Doc is absolutely right in that it shouldn't be it's it's not your major focus. It's a minor, <laughs> minor update and a slow iterative, you know, iterative change to get towards it. But um, but yeah, I think it, you know, I think it's, it's important. And some of those details too, will also come out as you're trying to think through how you repurpose some of your longer form content too. So, you know, podcasts by and large tend to be longer form content. So again, like I've been thinking about even like featuring comments on screen, which we don't, you'll notice we don't do while we're talking about like the, like we may call them out and talk through them, but we're not going to show them on screen because we might want to be able to use a tool like Opus to grab like a vertical video and the comment would look like weird and stupid there. And so we've, we've ruined our, or we've made, made it harder to repurpose that content or add it on extra time of having to re-record it. So thinking about those kinds of things and about the different audiences and different use cases and places for your content, I think is going to continue to get more and more important as all these lines are blurred. There's this thing it's, um, support 
desk at ecam.com and if you send in a feature request for a clean feed mm -hmm. they might be able to give you a version that goes to the air that has comments but the version that's recorded doesn't have comments i don't know you might you know i have a decent relationship with the guys that made the app <laughs> so i'm just saying <laughs> i brought it up before and they looked at me like i was psycho but if Kayla <laughs> brings it up it's a whole different just, conversation <laughs> It's true. <laughs> you know I hold saying? the power. It's the mushrooms. Uh, you know, it's the mushrooms it's, behind me that hold the power. You are, you're dead right. That's what so many people's concerned about bringing up the comments, and it is the best interactive thing possible. But yeah, oftentimes I do wish, and we have ISOs now, so it can be done still. Yeah. Um, but it's something about like I would love to have one that just didn't have the comment layer be yeah. recorded. And I don't know, you know, am I I'm very well versed in core video, but not that well versed. So um <laughs> that level that level is a Ken and Glenn thing. I'm gonna stay out of it. But yeah, yeah. It, it would be it that would be cool. Um, you know, I again people, I just want you to make your podcast first. Yeah, like it doesn't do matter it. how you how you get it out. And yeah. nowadays Although Snipped is my favorite podcast player, I would say if I were going to tell somebody who hadn't picked one yet, or you're still like looking, shopping for a player, Snipped is amazing to me, but the YouTube podcast player is hands down the best because the switch from audio to video is seamless. freaking automatic and seamless. Surprising, and nobody, <laughs> nobody does it like them, but that's because they're YouTube, which is why yeah. they're going to win. So keep on with your audio only feels and you're going to get stomped. <laughs> you're going to play catch up. It's super we love funny, you. Come to the dark side. <laughs> Come join yes. us here on the dark side. Come. Uh, well, let's finish with this theme. with this last one comment I see, and I'm going to read it out loud. <laughs> Richie Rich is here. Thanks so much for hanging out with us in our live studio audience. Richie says, this is not about this particular show, but if you don't interact with the audience, what's the point of going live? To be clear, and Luis is putting the comment up because we just talked about that. We're not saying that we, would we wouldn't interact with the audience. We interact with the audience a lot. It's about thinking through how to best interact with the audience. And it may not be featuring the comments at all points. This this show started with actually visually featuring the comments and showing the comments on screen. We used to only do at the very end, and then that was trimmed out of the replay because it was really for the live audience and for the interaction of the audience. These days, we do exactly what I just did, which is acknowledge the comment or the question, potentially read it out loud, shout out the person, and then talk about it without actually showing the comment on screen because then I be it would just be easier for me to be able to repurpose this video later, easier for Luis and everyone else. But that's a great question, and you're absolutely right. If you're not going to interact with the audience, there's no point in doing it live, really. I, mean, I, I disagree. Uh -oh, I think uh -oh. there's absolutely. Well, I guess getting it done, getting it done. There is we important. go. Yeah, as a perfectionist, I, I, I want to say something. <laughs> I want to say something that sounds mean. It's not yeah. mean. I just believe in facts. And this was coined by Gary Vaynerchuk, and Gary Vaynerchuk is right. Why does there have to be a point? Yeah. Why does there have to be an ROI? Yeah. You guys, again, are thinking about this in a scarcity term, yeah. uh, not scarcity mentality. And so Gary says, what's the ROI on your mother? What's the <laughs> ROI on your child? Right. Sometimes you just do it because it's the right thing to do. The advantage of doing it live is you'll get it done quicker. And in our particular case, the major advantage to doing this is that I can see Katie and Katie can see me. And because we can see each other, this conversation is a heck of a lot easier. If we're going to go through the hassle 
to set up a video call to where we can see each other to do our recordings and to uh, Neil McNally in the Neela, Neil McNally, uh, whatever, I can't read in the chat. <laughs> Even though the internet is being dumb right now, I am recording locally on my side. Katie is recording locally on her side. So the finished podcast will be fine. Yep. But the advantage of doing it like we're doing it right now, if we went through the process of doing the video call, it is a button press from just doing this as a call. Even in the app that rhymes with boom, <laughs> the difference between doing it as a video call and doing it live is a single one, S-I-N-G-L-E button press. So the advantage of going live is that Rich could ask a question that we would have not thought about and then have to come back and do a whole different episode instead of just including a salient point. So it's worth yeah. doing live. The reason why people are afraid to go live is because this is my last advice. You're taking yourself too serious. And because you take yourself too serious, people won't believe you. <laughs> You become unbelievable. The thing that you are afraid of, it is was is exactly what's making you unapproachable to the audience that you want to get. Yeah. My yeah. audience love to watch me fall on my face because oh, it look, gives them permission really to. It gives them permission to. Our yeah. audience, I'll be honest, today, not our best recording to the outside, but our intern recording is perfect. But what does that do for you guys? It reminds you there's no such thing as perfect tech. It just doesn't happen. And so when it goes crooked, did we panic once? No, we just kept doing. Why? Because we know that the end product will be fine. And the only way you get to know that is doing it live. You cannot become a professional baseball player at the batting cage. It does not work. Yep. Truth. We did it. We did this episode. We survived even though we had uh, facts. I'm not going to say feelings. I have feelings and Doc has facts. And we did it. We pulled it together into an episode that hopefully was valuable to everyone. So we appreciate. We appreciate everyone's time. Yes. And, and this is super important. I, I think that's the, the biggest thing. I honestly, Paul said it like the, the information being shared is more important and just know that, um, the, you know, that the recording that comes out next week could be fine. So if you have to re-listen to it minus the hiccups or whatever, then do that. And that's, again, that's to me, that's the best part. Okay. And honestly, like the only way this gets solved is if I go record this at the spectrum headquarters <laughs> and, uh, same for Katie. Cause luckily yeah. she's at home. If she was in the Amesbury office, it could be the same thing. And they're literally we'll right down the street from each other. Yep. The internet is the internet and none of us can solve it. So don't let that stop you. Just yep. put out your info and know that I have totally received a torn letter in the mail from, you know, grandma, and it did not hit any different because the letter was torn. Yep. A hundred percent. There you go. Listen, Jerome, so. I'm going to leave. Jerome Kohler is here. Um, this guy is legit. One of my best friends in the planet. He hey, lives Jerome. here. <laughs> um, Jerome works for my beloved Hawaiian Airlines, and Ooh. I actually married him and his wife. Oh, congratulations, Jerome. <laughs> yeah. He didn't That's buy awesome. me lunch yet, but you know, oh, whatever. 
You don't have to. I said you Remember don't I'm have always to. Talking about, I'm always talking to you about my, my three German friends that yeah. I'm the only one that don't understand German. Yeah, that's yeah. he's one of them. That's <laughs> he's awesome. one of the three. All right, gang. We did it. Katie, that was when you first put it there, I was like, I don't know how this is gonna work. It's such it's a it's a simple conversation. No, it ain't. It's not a simple it's, conversation. It's not because because and I'm glad that i I'm glad I forced you to do it. It's not because there are feelings involved in it, but I think that they're legitimate feelings, even if they're even if we need to overcome them, even if we need to think it through and talk it through, there's still That's... legitimate feelings on both sides of that coin. So I, I think it and it's the same coin. It's the same freaking coin, but we have feelings on both sides of the coin. So it's good to talk it through and to really think about it and to hear different perspectives. Like the you know, my thoughts and feelings about it are different than Doc's thoughts and feelings about it are different than yours, but Talking it through and thinking it through and thinking about your audience first is what I think is going to make a big difference in the end. Correct. And and please know that video podcasting is not new, so don't get it twisted. I have shown <laughs> my community videos of Jerome and I doing a video podcast back in 2009. Yeah, like, new. and yo, we got video podcasts back in 2009 shot on a $15,000 Sony mic because we thought that was going to make a difference. It didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Jerome yeah. and I still look like crap. And you know, at that time, we didn't publish the video podcast. We just left that on Vimeo. We stripped the audio and yep. sent the audio to iTunes. So it's really funny that, you know, people think it's so new. It's not that new. We've been around, you know, for for a long time. Anyway, gang, thank you guys so much. This has been awesome. Um yeah, I'm I'm just yeah, thanks Katie for coming up with the conversation cuz I I think I think you're right. Even though you got to let it go. It's still worth talking about because people have them and they don't know why they have them. And yeah. so if I could shed any light, I might not be right as to why you have that feeling, but those are my, my thoughts about why you might have those feelings. Cause it makes sense to get to that from that. If it's different, let us know. And we'll talk yeah. about that. Like I'm super <laughs> happy to talk about it Absolutely. anyway. Um, yeah, uh, can you read the sponsors? Cause I'm going to drink water right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find this episode and all episodes on our amazing new pod page website. You can find that flow.ecam.com. Please go over there and take a look. Let me know what we're missing. Leave us a voicemail and check out all of the different episodes, audio or video. <laughs> and speaking about audio, this show is brought to you and all episodes are brought to you by our friends over at Captivate. Even though Doc made fun of them, they are definitely the best podcast host out there. At least we think so. They make it really easy. So. <laughs> they make it really easy for you to get your podcast out to all the different podcast players. They're super focused on growth and marketing tools. That whole platform is just so incredibly easy to use. Plus, I'm actually really jealous about this. They send like the best marketing emails. I learn literally from every single email they send. I star them as they come in because <laughs> they are just filled with helpful information. Ecamm needs to get better at doing this. So shout out to the whole Captivate crew. You can sign up for them uh, at captivate.fm. Even if you know if you have a different podcast house, get rid of those guys. Go over to Captivate. They're fantastic. And that that's the show. We thank you so much for hanging out with us and we will catch you next week. If you're with our live studio audience, it will be Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern <laughs> here on YouTube. Right. That, was a, that was a hint. I got it. <laughs> 12 p.m. Eastern, Doc. <laughs> we'll see you all there. Flow Riders! It's out!
calling all campers, Leslie Samuel here, your camp director, back again to get you pumped up for something awesome. It's that time again, it's time for Creator Camp 2024. We took everything you loved from last year and stepped it up a notch. Yet we're back and better and man oh man, we're excited to have you join us. Now you may be asking, what's in store for this year's Creator Camp? Well, let me paint a picture for you. Imagine an epic kickoff party where new friendships spark and old ones rekindle. Imagine rubbing shoulders with not just the awesome workshop leaders, but also the amazing Ecamm team. Imagine having interactive, hands-on sessions where industry leaders share insights in fields that you're passionate about. Well, you just imagine Creator Camp 2024. Reconnect with the Ecamm fam, and of course, meals and beverages are all a part of your journey with us. Expect exciting activities and local excursions. What is it gonna be this time? Wine tasting, scavenger hunt, an evening of stargazing? <laughs> I'm not telling, at least not yet. This year's Creator Camp isn't just an event, it's an adventure. The Ecamm fam is taking over Amesbury, Massachusetts again, and trust me, you wanna be right there in the middle of the magic. So pack up your essentials, your laptop, your camera, and of course, your energy, and gear up for an unforgettable escapade at Creator Camp 2024. We can't wait to see all your smiling faces back together again. We'll see you at Creator Camp. Let's do this.